What's happening? A good Tuesday to all of you. Thanks for joining me as always. It is much appreciated. Lots of Patriots to discuss today. Lots of Patriots to discuss for the next few months. Of course, we got Bill Belichick meeting with Robert Kraft. And uh, I guess we could say that part of Belichick's plan was revealed last night by Jeff Howe, our friend here at the program at The Athletic. Here's what Jeff wrote last night. Belichick will need to lay out a firm plan to dramatically improve the on-field product. Part of that plan may include a reunion with former Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels, who is considered a candidate to return. McDaniels and Belichick have remained close, and McDaniels has long been one of Kraft's favorite members of the organization. If Kraft believes Belichick can rehire McDaniels to improve the offense, it's conceivable that could sway Kraft toward keeping Belichick. Again, this does not insinuate Kraft has reached his decision. Kraft has leaned toward parting with Belichick during the second half of the season. However, the sources haven't dismissed the possibility Kraft could change his mind if Belichick delivers a strong plan for the future. So the McDaniels part of this is the most noteworthy part of the story from Jeff. But before we get to the McDaniels part of this, I've got one question. You haven't decided yet? You haven't decided yet, Robert Kraft? You still don't know if you're going to pull the trigger on Bill Belichick as we sit here today, January 9th, 2024. You are still unsure about the path you want to take. If that is true, if Kraft has not decided yet, it's interesting. I'm not telling you that Belichick is going to stay. I'm not telling you Belichick is going to go. I've talked about this before. I think it's time for Belichick to go, bring somebody else in. But the fact that Kraft has reportedly not made up his mind yet, it's fascinating. What could Bill say in this meeting or meetings over the past couple of days that would sway you? Is Josh McDaniels enough to sway you to believe that this operation is going to change enough so we could see more wins, different offense, all the things we've talked about? Like, think about this for a second. Say 4-13 and 13 football team. You've got the third pick in the draft for a reason. You earned it. <laughs> you earned that third overall pick by your terrible play. And we're sitting here today after watching that awful 4-13 season, that terrible final game at Gillette Stadium against the Jets on Sunday, really which was apropos of what we saw all year long. Three of the last four seasons have been losing seasons. The personnel. Big-time issue with this football team. Up and down, we've talked about it. The philosophy, we have questions about the offensive philosophy and the scheme and how that side of the football has run from top to bottom, pillar to post. Quarterback plan, seemingly not at all an issue for Bill Belichick as he moved from Tom Brady with Jared Stidham to Cam Newton to Mac Jones to Bailey Zappi to Matt Corral to all the names, Ian Book. Trace McSorley, Malik Cunningham, Will Greer. Through all of that, Robert Kraft is still sitting there today at Gillette Stadium wondering if he should pull the trigger. It is my humble opinion that there is zero football reason, post-Tom Brady, there's zero football reason to keep Bill Belichick here with the Patriots. There's really nothing I can come up with. There's nothing I can come up with regarding what he's done, what we've seen, in the last four years, that tells me he's ready to be the tip of this spear for the next two, three, four, five years. Nothing. And I think if Kraft decides to keep Bill Belichick, 
it is strictly an emotional decision. And you wonder how much Jonathan Kraft will have a say in that. We'll get to the McDaniels part of this coming up. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Look, our two best shows recently, this is not rocket science. It's beating the YouTube algorithm the most likes. The two best shows that we've had in the last week or so have had the most likes. Let's get to at least 200 likes with this show today. It takes a second of your time to click that thumbs up. More likes, more comments. Subscriptions are growing. I appreciate every single one of you. Let's continue this momentum as we head into the biggest offseason for the New England Patriots in a long, long time. Like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Pods, don't forget to rate and review. Let's jump to a couple of comments before we get to McDaniels. W. Brundog, I think Belichick is staying. I'm not going to go too crazy yet because, you know, as Mark Daniels of Mass Live reported, and we talked about this yesterday, there were going to be multiple meetings. There were going to be multiple meetings regarding Belichick's future. And so until we get to Thursday, Friday, if we hit the weekend, I'm not going to sit there and say there's any indication that Belichick is staying. This was the plan. This was the plan. Another one from W. Brundog says, good morning, Nick. Look forward to your comments. Belichick not fired yet. Something is up. We'll see. Rob, who was uh, late yesterday, said, good morning. I am not late today. I am not late today. The alarm clock went off. Appreciate you, Rob. Belichick may stay. Also, give up personnel decisions. It's going to be a massive cluster bleep. I appreciate the stars and not swearing. How about our guy, Steven? Listening live from Vegas. Been to Vegas a couple times. Remember most of it. <laughs> Circa, man. Stadium Swim Club. Woo! March Madness. Last year. Hell of a time. Fremont Street. My goodness. If you haven't been to Vegas, if you go to Vegas, when you go to Vegas, visit Fremont Street. Old school Vegas. It's overlooked. Everybody pays attention to the strip. Fremont Street. It's where it's at. Cisco 300. What's up, boys? Let's get it. Dave Rooks, good morning, Nick. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it. I plan on keeping up the work. Amstel with a morning. Everybody seemingly in a decent mood on this Tuesday. All right, so let's get to McDaniels. So let me get this straight. Bill Belichick's plan, or at least part of Bill Belichick's plan, is to bring back the old guard. In a moment when we're looking for creativity, when we're looking for a fresh set of eyes, when we're looking for innovation, when we're looking for something different, this is the plan. The plan is to bring back Josh McDaniels, bring back the old guard. That's it. So Belichick, as we've talked about this, loves his circle of trust, loves his people, seemingly unwilling to go outside of his personal circle to get new ideas and to impact this football team with different kinds of football, right? Here we are again. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talking about the plan. Belichick, if he stays in New England, part of that plan would be an attempt to bring back McDaniels again. What, for the third time? That's what it is? 
Like if I'm Robert Kraft and Belichick pitches me McDaniels, as much as I like McDaniels, if I'm Kraft, shoot, I might love myself some Josh McDaniels if I'm Robert Kraft. If I'm sitting there and that's the pitch, I look at Bill and say, that's it? We're going back to the same old, same old? That's the plan? We just finished 4-13 and and we're going to run this thing back along with bringing back Josh? That's the plan? And by the way, if you bring back McDaniels, what's that say about Bill O'Brien? Like, I would imagine McDaniels would be the quarterback's coach and O'Brien would keep the offensive coordinator label because O'Brien, as we know, was a craft call. But what's that say about O'Brien? You feel like you need extra help offensively. You feel like you need to bring back Josh McDaniels to get the most out of this offense in 2024. What should that tell you about Bill O'Brien? If Bill O'Brien needs help, then Bill O'Brien's not the guy. And I understand that McDaniels and O'Brien are friends. But if you draft a young quarterback like many of us think you're going to do, say if you draft Jaden Daniels at three, you draft Daniels, you put him into a position where now he has multiple voices. He has McDaniels, he has O'Brien, he has Belichick, all of these voices talking to him and inside his head. Streamline the position. Have a quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator like you have with O'Brien right now. One guy who can help develop that young quarterback. One voice to speak to that quarterback, to work with that quarterback. I just, I don't understand the idea outside of Belichick trusting somebody from his past and saying, this is a good idea because I've worked with Josh forever, which is what we know Belichick for. It's it's the same old Belichick. And, and it really should make you wonder what this GM plan is going to be. If Belichick wants to bring back McDaniels, he wants to keep the old guard intact, so to speak. Then as he sits there yesterday and he says that he's open to change and, you know, personnel, he wants to collectively come up with something that's going to work out. Well, you have to imagine that Belichick, part of this plan would be a GM above him, but somebody that he already knows, that he already has worked with. Is Dave Ziegler the guy? Is Belichick going to go into the office today and talk to Kraft and say, okay, uh, we talked about McDaniels yesterday. Now here's my plan for the front office. I'm willing to take a step back if we bring back Dave Ziegler. So again, it's this idea of the same ecosystem over and over and over again. Keeping the same offense, keeping the same scheme, keeping the same names on that offensive staff. If you bring in somebody like Ziegler, keeping the same mindset in the front office, somebody who Belichick can work with and maybe even manipulate at times. Does that sound like a great plan to you? I mean, is the grand plan Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, and Dave Ziegler? Or Elliot Wolf? I mean, that's not a grand plan. That's we're going to run it back. We're kicking the can down the road for another year. And don't forget, is anyone comfortable with the idea of Belichick being a lame duck head coach in search of Don Shula's record? What are we doing? This is the same old, same old. If I'm Kraft, I want Belichick to walk into that office and say, we're going to completely flip the script. We're bringing somebody from the outside in to be offensive coordinator. Unless you want to keep Bill O'Brien, Robert. You can pick any GM that you want, anyone from outside of the organization. I'm willing to listen. I am willing to work for that person. This is just the same recipe 
that's brought you three losing seasons out of the last four? Do you trust all of these people to work with the next quarterback after what just happened to the quarterback room over the last couple of years? If Robert Kraft doesn't pull the trigger on Belichick, every word that he has uttered the last two or three years means zero. And I don't think fans could trust anything else that comes out of Robert Kraft's mouth for the rest of his life, given all the warning shots that he has sent, the letter that he sent to the season ticket holders. He'd be moonwalking like Michael Jackson. I love to hee-hee. He'd be moonwalking out of Gillette Stadium. Fear of the unknown is not a reason to keep the status quo. Fear of the unknown is not a reason to keep the status quo. If Belichick doesn't return, are we closer to an old friend returning? We'll get to that in a minute or so, but I want to jump into some of these comments. You guys are doing great stuff. I absolutely love the interaction. McDom89, Nick, I listen every day. Your show helps fill the void of work. I appreciate you. I am here for you. I'm here to talk, have fun, and uh, lots of stuff coming up, as you know. We've we've discussed it. This offseason is going to be bananas. I can't wait to get into all of it over the next several weeks, couple of months, three, four. It's going to be a fantastic time. James jumps in. I'm kind of amazed that Belichick wants to stay. Maybe the rumors of interest in him is are untrue. Well, look, he's 71 years old. He makes $25 million a year. The operation runs exactly the way he wants the operation to run in Gillette. We've got to remember, right? It's lifestyle. His children are on the East Coast. So I'm not surprised that he would want to stay. Bear me Jesus. If Belichick stays, it means Troy Brown stays. Receivers will still run wrong routes. Judge and Acord will stay, meaning special teams will still be bad. Defense will shine. Be a bottom team in the NFL. Tough to argue. Paul jumps in. He's watching in Essex, England. What's up, Paul? If McDaniels is coming back as quarterback coach, does that mean Mac Jones will be back as crafts like Mac? I think the Mac thing has moved on. Uh, I think Mac is going somewhere else, but we'll see. I guess anything is possible. I mean, if Belichick, McDaniels, and the whole crew come back at that point, anything's possible. Tough to imagine, though, Mac Jones coming back with Belichick after Belichick made him the emergency quarterback on Sunday. Uh, Kendall Whitney. Whitley says, what's up, Nick? What's up, Kendall? All right. Mike Vrabel. Is he on his way to New England? Now, Greg Bedard weeks ago had mentioned that Vrabel was not thrilled with the setup in Tennessee. Then we had a whole bunch of pile jumpers, like Junior Seau, God rest. Dan Graziano jumped in. Jeremy Fowler jumped in. Chad Forbes jumped in. Jason Lockenfora jumped in. Bedard earlier reported this. Charles Robinson earlier reported this. Jason Fitz earlier reported this. And don't overlook Jason Fitz, by the way. People might say, oh, ESPN Radiohead. Now he's doing whatever. Fitz is not an NFL insider. Jason Fitz lived in Nashville. Still, I still believe he lives in Nashville. A lot of deep ties in that Tennessee area. So if Jason Fitz is saying something about Mike Vrabel and his future with the Titans, you should listen. Vrabel was asked all about this last week. He said, of course I want to be here, which sounds great, right? But then if you pay close attention to what the rest of he had to say, you might feel a little bit differently. He said, of course I want to be here in Tennessee. Quote, be here as long as we can win, as long as we can do this thing, and it's been great. So as long as we can win, I think Vrabel is willing to stay in Tennessee if he gets more power, 
if he has promised that they're actually going to spend some money and go after winning this year. He wants to know the plan. That's what I took from it. Last 72 hours or so, Adam Schefter reported on Vrabel, despite speculation that the Titans are not expected to undergo significant change this offseason, there are expected to be organizational meetings between Vrabel and the team's decision makers to determine whether any notable changes will be made. Again, I think Vrabel goes in with his list of demands. There are people around the league who think that either Vrabel would be open to being moved to another team or that the Titans would be open to moving him. So that's the first part uh, that we've heard regarding Tennessee's side. I mean, Diana Rossini has reported in The Athletic that Tennessee does not want to move on from Vrabel. Schefter says, don't, don't doubt this idea. Don't doubt the possibility of Tennessee wanting to move on from Vrabel. Tom Palacero of the NFL Network. If Vrabel did become available, league sources expect there would be a robust market. Among other teams, the Patriots potentially could have an opening soon and would be a logical landing spot. Mike Sando from The Athletic on Vrabel. New England seemed to be grooming Gerard Mayo. That could still be the case, but if Vrabel becomes available, as many in the league think he could, he would be a logical consideration as a beloved Patriots alumnus. And then Jordan Schultz yesterday, cherry on top, bloop. Sources to Bleacher Report. As the Titans weigh Mike Vrabel's future this week, he's interested in the idea of returning to the Patriots should New England part ways with Bill Belichick. That was the first time that we've seen something written, whether it's on Twitter, in The Athletic, wherever you want to see it. It's really the first time that we have read or listened or saw somebody say that Vrabel is interested in, in the Patriots. Not the other way around. That Vrabel, yes, he is interested. Masterful, obvious tact by Mike Vrabel here. Publicly, he's being vague. He's saying just enough in case he keeps his job. But you have the agent, I believe this, you have Vrabel's agent leaking all of this information as far as he's not really that happy. He would like to move on. He likes the Patriots. He's interested in the idea of replacing Belichick. All of that is coming from Vrabel. It's not coming from Tennessee. It's not coming from the Patriots. That's coming from Vrabel. That's coming from Vrabel's representation. And they're leaking this out there for good reason. They want their guy elsewhere. Unless Tennessee is willing to bend over the barrel and say, well, we'll give you the power, Mike, that you want. The back channels, folks. We've talked about the back channels. They're working overtime right now. Black Monday was yesterday. Lots of stuff cooking. Think about the timing. You know, Bill Belichick, the rumors are picking up that Belichick might go. The rumors of interest in Belichick are picking up. Meanwhile, you have the cryptic Vrabel stories surfacing, and they're also gathering steam over the last couple of weeks into a crescendo yesterday saying, yeah, Vrabel would love to go to New England. You also had the report that Kraft has been talking to people about the situation here with the Patriots and how to handle the future. Going to dive deeper into this, but quickly want to remind you, if you're watching, you like what you're watching, you enjoy the content, you enjoy the back and forth with fellow listeners and viewers, give us that thumbs up. Takes a second of your time. More thumbs means more eyeballs. The two best podcasts we've had this week, they've had the most likes. That is not a coincidence. Give us that like. Don't forget to comment. And don't forget to subscribe. Trying to get to 1,500 subscriptions by the end of January. This offseason is going to be awesome. We'll have free agency talk. We'll have draft talk. We'll have special guests. We'll have it all for you. Stephen Bob says, Bill already had his chance in 2021. I agree. 
Belichick was given the keys 2021. You need to get this back on the rails, and we know how that ended up. Mike Larry says he has final say that overrides everybody. I'm guessing Mike means Robert Kraft. Amstel, Judge and Matt Grow, gotta go. Start a chant. <laughs> Start a chant for us, Amstel. Help us out. Michael Stein. Nick, keep up the good work. Maybe just me, but when Belichick says he's in favor of any decision collaboratively agreed upon, what is his role and definition of any collaborative decision? Yes. He wants to be in the room. Michael, he wants to be in the room, collaborative. And if he has somebody that he's worked with before, how do you honestly believe that that person will work independently of Belichick and change anything significantly about how this team is run and what this team's philosophy is? Mike N says Troy Brown probably would be one of the few sacrificial lambs. They wouldn't fire him, but would probably move him back to punt returners. they do something with him. All right, so let's get back to Vrabel here. Let's put these pieces together quickly, and I want to talk about leverage as well because I think a lot of people are hearing stuff that's not true out there. This idea that Robert Kraft has no leverage, I don't believe it. We'll get into it in a couple of minutes, but let's put a bow here on the Vrabel stuff. So let's think back to yesterday. Yesterday, we heard that Atlanta is interested in Bill Belichick. Yesterday, we heard that Mike Vrabel is interested in New England. You think that's a coincidence? I don't believe in anything regarding coincidences in sports. When you hear what we heard yesterday, there is a reason, if not reasons, we're hearing it. You're hearing that Atlanta is interested in Belichick for a reason. You're hearing that Vrabel's interested in New England for a reason. Jimmy Stewart from Felger and Maz yesterday, he posted, and if you want to follow me, it's at Nick C Radio. He posted that Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick have the same agent. I looked this up. Jay Stu is right, sort of. Neil Cornrich was Belichick's agent. He is now really Belichick's advisor. He has been with Mike Vrabel, meanwhile, for years. So let's put the pieces together. Belichick and Vrabel share an agent slash advisor. Arthur Blank, as we talked about this yesterday, the owner of the Falcons, is friends with Robert Kraft going back to 2002. Atlanta, their interest in Belichick is reported yesterday. As luck would have it, same day, Vrabel's interest in the Patriots is reported yesterday. And then there are reports out of both Tennessee and New England that there have been crickets in the facility. Nobody knows what's going on. I'm not telling you that Bill Belichick is going to go to Atlanta. I'm not telling you that Mike Vrabel ends up here in New England. I'm not telling you some kind of trade happens. But I don't think it's crazy. Looking at what's happened in the last 36 to 48 hours, it's not crazy to at least ask the question, could the Patriots trade Bill to Atlanta and then take that return from Atlanta and pivot to Tennessee and send that to Tennessee for Mike Vrabel? Now, I think it's highly unlikely because there's a lot of moving parts and it's difficult to trade a coach to begin with. However, I don't think it's nuts. Even if it's a 5% chance of happening, it's interesting because they both share the same advisor slash agent. The owners are friends, and all of this stuff is coming out at the same time. I think this is the agent slash advisor trying to get Bill into Atlanta and trying to get Vrabel back to New England. 
That's my personal opinion. Does it work? Does it happen? How does it work? How does it happen? I don't know. But I don't think that's a coincidence, all of that stuff pouring out in the last 24 hours. And I could see, I could see Kraft loving the idea of Mike Vrabel, head coach, Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator, Gerard Mayo being the defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach, Dave Ziegler or John Robinson back as GM. That's Kraft standing by the people that he trusts and he believes in, but ultimately making the significant change with Belichick, not being in the building anymore. I also don't think it's crazy to believe that Vrabel is angling for more power in Tennessee. I also think it's not crazy to believe that Vrabel returning here could happen without Belichick's blessing or Belichick going to Atlanta. And if you're going to give up legitimate compensation for Mike Vrabel, you better get that compensation from elsewhere. I am not a fan of giving up a good draft pick for Mike Vrabel. I like Mike Vrabel as a coach. I think he'd work here, but I am not in love with the idea. I don't even like the idea of trading one of your top three picks, first, second, or third round for Mike Vrabel. You need those picks. You need to start turning over this roster. Val jumps in, says, oh, no, backwards into the future. Kraft has to show some balls here and fire Bill Belichick. Amstel says Belichick returning would be good news for our defense. Yeah, I mean, it, there's, there's no doubt the defense has been really good. James says you were 100% correct when you said Jonathan Kraft would be the key person with the Belichick situation, but Rob would have the say in the new hire. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Jonathan Kraft being in that room is not good for Bill Belichick. I'm not saying it means Belichick's gone, but I do think, I do think that Jonathan Kraft is more willing to fight back about Belichick returning. And I do think Jonathan is a little bit more fiery than Robert, and he could play a big role in all of this. Jeff Gray says, uh, hey, Nick, great hearing your voice and thoughts from the 757 Virginia Beach. What's going on in Virginia? Love those people down there. Absolutely love them. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Spotify, Apple Pods, rate and review. All right. I, I want to finish today's show with the idea of leverage, and I think this is vitally important. You're a Patriots fan. You've been listening. You've been watching. You've been reading. A lot of people telling you that Robert Kraft has absolutely zero leverage with this situation handling Bill Belichick. I don't think Kraft is going to go to war, so to speak, with Belichick. I don't think he's willing to fight this fight for the next month or two. Will, will Jonathan? <laughs> I think Jonathan's willing, but will Jonathan eventually acquiesce to Robert? Probably. If it was, you know, this long compensation battle, trying to get something for Bill Belichick versus moving on, I would move on. You have a lot of things you need to change. Right, You have a roster that you need massive overhauling on the offensive side. You would need to hire a GM. You would need to hire a head coach. The staff would have to be filled out. I would much rather, instead of battling for a second or third round pick, if it's going to take you know three weeks to a month, just move on. Just move on. Keep the picks. Focus on what you've got to do to make 2024 better. But everyone that's telling you, this guy has leverage, that guy has leverage, this guy has the most leverage. We have no idea what is in Bill Belichick's contract. It's very difficult for me to tell you or to declare that one person has more leverage than the other in this situation without having any clue as to what is actually in the contract. So I'm not going to tell you this guy has absolute power, this guy has more leverage, this guy has more leverage, because we don't know the details. And if you don't know the details, then you can't sit here and guarantee anything. 
no matter how loud you scream, no matter how persuasive you can be in your argument, if you don't know the details, you don't know the details. Here's what we know. Belichick is not a player. Therefore, Belichick does not have a player's contract. What does that mean? Well, you can't just trade the coach's contract to another team. That's not how this works. How it would work is that you agree on compensation. Let's say, hypothetically, Atlanta wants Belichick. Blank and Kraft would get together, and they would say, okay, do you want Belichick? Yes, I want Belichick. What are you willing to give up? I'll give you a third-round pick. Okay, that works for us. Does it work for you? Yes. Then Bill gets looped in, or, or Bill's looped in from the beginning, and it's Bill goes to Atlanta. The contract with New England is no longer. Belichick agrees to a new contract with the Falcons, and then the Patriots receive the compensation. That's how it works. That's the difference between coach and player. Bill is an employee. Bill cannot unilaterally just get up and leave unless he wants to retire. He can't do that. He's employed. He's contracted to work for the New England Patriots. I think when we talk about leverage, timing in the calendar is Robert Kraft's best leverage in this situation. Why do I say that? Think of it this way. Yesterday, we have all of the stories and today about teams reaching out to prospective coaches, right? Washington is interviewing everyone. There's interest across the league being leaked. The coaching GM carousel has already begun. Belichick right now is on the sidelines. The NFL also implemented, this is important, the NFL implemented new rules to slow the hiring process down. In-person interviews with candidates employed by other teams can't happen until January 22nd, two weeks from yesterday. So we still have two weeks of dinking around with really not much being affected. Remember that. The Crafts have two weeks to do anything. Now, I would also remind you that Kraft has two in-house options if he wants to play hardball. He's got Gerard Mayo that he can promote from within. He's got Bill O'Brien that he could promote from within. So if Kraft wants to drag this out and make it uncomfortable for Belichick, he can do it because he has two in-house options. If he wants to wait on this, and Belichick, meanwhile, is missing out on these other jobs that he might be interested in, then that puts pressure on Belichick, i.e., that is some leverage for Robert Kraft, no matter what some believe. If you sit and you wait on this for another week or two, Washington and Vegas and the char all of these other teams are moving on with their plans. They can't talk to Belichick. They can't work anything out unless they call Robert. So don't sit here and tell me that Robert Kraft has zero leverage. It's not true. Bill Belichick does not have 100% of the leverage. That's asinine. It's just, it's not true. Don't forget that Vrabel is also sitting out there as a possible trade candidate that Kraft could have in his back pocket. When you talk about timing, everybody says, oh, there's just not enough time to trade Bill Belichick. I'm not telling you that a trade is going to happen. Again, I think it's unlikely because it's difficult to pull off. It's not incredibly rare. It's not Haley's Comet, but it's dif difficult. Here's what I would say to that. When Bill Belichick was traded to the Patriots, that happened on January 27th. Let me check. It's January 9th. Still plenty of time. When Sean Payton was traded to Denver, different situation because New Orleans already had a head coach in town, but Payton's trade was agreed upon on January 31st. John Gruden was traded to Tampa. That deal was agreed upon on February 18th. 
ipso facto, there's still time for people believing that you can't trade Belichick because it has to happen in two days. They're not being honest they, or they haven't looked back in the past. Many of these trades of head coaches, they happen in mid to late January, if not early to mid-February. So there's still time. Like, comment, subscribe. Don't forget. So here's where the leverage comes into play. What if Robert Kraft wants to strip the personnel duty from Bill Belichick? Belichick came out yesterday and said, hey, collaboratively, I'd be willing to talk. What if Kraft wants to pull personnel from Bill? What if Kraft says, yeah, we're going to hire somebody. But, Bill, you have no say in that. Again, we don't know the contract details. Kraft is the owner. If he can strip Bill of power, he can do it. What if we go outside of the program, Bill, and you have to answer to somebody? You have to run that person's personnel out there. Or how about this? What if Kraft doesn't want to give Bill Belichick an extension? What if Kraft goes to Bill and says, Bill, I'm okay with having you as head coach in 2024, but you're going to have absolutely zero personnel power. That personnel man is going to be independent of you, and they're going to report directly to me. And on top of that, you're not going to get a contract extension. So 2024, you're going to be a lame duck head coach, baby. And you're telling me that Robert Kraft has zero leverage? What are we doing here? He has leverage. Let me give you a scenario. What if Bill Belichick has the option to go to Atlanta? What if those conversations have happened and that's why all of the leaks yesterday? What if Belichick has the opportunity to go to Atlanta as head coach and GM? What if Belichick has the opportunity to run the ship exactly the way he wants to run the ship like he did here in New England, but in Atlanta? New contract, long-term security. What if Arthur Blank is willing to pay Bill Belichick $25 million for the next four years to run the entire Falcons operation? What if Belichick is hearing that through back channels? What if Robert Kraft knows, because he has a friendship with Arthur Blank, that that deal is on the table for Belichick? Are you telling me Robert Kraft walking up to Belichick and, and saying to him, look, you can go to Atlanta. You can get paid $25 million a year for the next four years. You can make $100 million guaranteed dollars, Bill. You can have all the power in the world in Atlanta. You can have that. Or you can stay here as a lame duck head coach with no personnel say. But I have your contract. So the only way, and I'm fine with keeping you as head coach in 2024, because I'll just promote Gerard Mayo in 2025. The only way, Bill, that you will be able to take advantage of that unbelievable offer from the Atlanta Falcons is if you play ball with us. That is a scenario that has not been mentioned anywhere that you just heard on the Nick Cattle Show. That's leverage. What we don't know is what kind of offers are out there for Belichick. And if the New England job pales in comparison, but he's stuck with a contract 
then Belichick has to make the decision. Do I want to go somewhere like Atlanta with that power, with that money, or do I want to stay here as a lame duck head coach with no security beyond this season, losing my power and walking away at 72 years old with absolutely zero guarantee that I will get another job for 2025? And you're telling me Robert Kraft doesn't have leverage. Would Belichick be okay being a lame duck head coach and having zero say on personnel at the age of 72? I wouldn't be thrilled with that. I would not be comfortable with that. Would Belichick rather have say about his next step? Again, would he rather have say in where he's going? Would he rather have that power in Atlanta if it's there in a long-term contract versus sitting this one through the next year and then let's see what happens? I'm not telling you what happens. I'm not telling you Belichick staying. He's going. I've said I think Belichick should go. I'm not telling you that Belichick is going to get traded. What I am only saying here is that if you believe Robert Kraft has zero leverage in this conversation and in these meetings, I disagree with you vehemently. And I just told you why I disagree with you. Kraft has leverage if he has contractual rights and if he's willing to fight Belichick. He has contractual leverage if the Atlanta situation is out there. Val says your Atlanta scenario makes good sense, Nick. He meant kudos. He did mean kudos. <laughs> Thank you, Val. That's it, man, right? If Kraft has this carrot that he gets to dangle in front of Belichick, the carrot is you can go somewhere else and have everything that you want, Bill. You can have it all. I'm fine with keeping you as head coach for 2024. Bring back Josh. Let's do it. I'm fine. But you're not going to have personnel say. You're not going to get a long-term contract. If you want what you've had here, then you can go to Atlanta. But we want something in return for that. We're not just going to let the greatest coach of all time walk to the Falcons. We want a draft pick. And you're telling me there's no leverage. Tim Looney, as you said, Nick, we don't know the contract details. It could be a violation of the contract for Kraft to remove GM duties without Bill's permission. Absolutely, it could, Tim. But here's something else. Did Belichick open the door yesterday by what he said publicly? We don't know. We don't know. If Kraft has that power, then he's good to go. And even, even with that, Tim, even if Kraft doesn't have that power, Kraft could still put this on the table and say, look, you're going to get a four- or five-year deal from Atlanta to run that organization. I'm not willing to give you an extension. And by the way, I'm the owner of this team. So even if you get to keep GM power, Everything's going to go through me for the next year, Bill. Kraft could still make Bill Belichick incredibly uncomfortable. All right. That'll do it for today. Like, comment, subscribe. 
trying to drive up to 1,500 subscriptions by the end of January. 200 or more likes today. That's the goal. More likes means more eyeballs. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Pods, rate and review. Again, I try to do as much work as I can, give you different angles, try to be unique. I hope that you uh, learned some things today, and I hope I I planted some seeds in the head that make you wonder about how this is all going to end and maybe maybe pull you away from that echo chamber that tends to happen in the media. Again, thank you. We're back tomorrow unless news breaks. We'll see if it breaks. Everybody be safe. Storm tonight. Hopefully I have power. I'll do what I can do. (laughs) But until then, it's the Nick Cattle Show.